Beautiful. Wasn't that amazing? Perfect introduction. Perfect introduction. So we are doing Back to Basics in January, which is my favorite time of the year, where we go back to the first four chapters of our textbook and that which we teach. And so that song was absolutely perfect because God does need us to shine and express through us and as us. So last week, we covered the thing itself, which was the very first chapter of describing God as the thing itself, not connecting with it masculinity and femininity, but rather connecting that it is the power and the source of all of life. So we looked about how we are created in a divine image and that that divine image shows up by the way you and I show up in life, that there is not this God out there pulling strings or causing guilt or causing sin or fear or any of the dynamics that we really hear about. That is not the divine image that creates the world and creates you and I. And then we talked about how the universe never plays favorites, that there is not one particular source where it has all of the answers and that God doesn't play particular favorites with teams, with people, with anything that we, you and I really do. That there is, there is this source of life that simply expresses through you and I as you and I believe and see it. We also covered that the thing itself is, has limitless power and that we can use it. That we are not being done to in life that we are actually tapping through this divine power and allowing it to express in everything that we do. And then we talked about how that really happens is through our thought, that all thought is creative. So when we have a thought, it gets manifested into the universe and into the experience we call life. And so it isn't just some thought that does that, it's all thought that does it. So we talked about the energy of the universe, that the more intensely we feel something or believe something, the quicker the manifestation happens in life because our thoughts are creative. And so just like the divine pattern that we see in the book of Genesis, when God was creating creation, God had a thought, God spoke the word, and it got manifested. And because we are the micro of the macro, that same pattern happens with you and I through our thoughts, through our beliefs, through all the different things that are happening. And last but not least, we covered that the divine nature is in everyone, not in specific groups. It's in everyone. And that the recognition is to recognize it even when you and I don't like what, how that is expressing itself. So the thing itself is that first chapter. Today, we're going to deal with chapter number two, which is called The Way It Works. And lots of people think it works like this, that God is somehow sitting at the computer just waiting for us to do the wrong thing, and bam, we're going to get punished for it. And we oftentimes think of God as this master controller that is controlling and manipulating everything, and that's not how the universe works. The universe does not work that way. The universe actually works through us as us and the power and the choices that you and I absolutely make. I love this. It says, the Lord works in mysterious ways except on Sunday when I take over. <laughs> and that is true. So it is amazing the dynamics that we begin to believe in about the way spirit actually works, the way God actually works in the universe. And so the opening of the chapter, I'm going to read some of this, then we'll talk about it. It says, the science of mind, which is what we call our teachings, the science of mind is not a special revelation of any individual. It is rather the accumulation, culmination of all revelations. 
We take the good wherever we find it, making it our own insofar as we understand it. The realization that good is universal and that as much good as any individual is able to incorporate into his life to use is what constitutes the science of mind and spirit. So our founder, Dr. Ernest Holmes, was an amazing researcher and began to look at all the different spiritual paths. And what he noticed was there was a common thread of belief that ran through all those spiritual paths. And he began to realize that all of life was good and that the spiritual, main spiritual paths that are there are there for us to use and to learn from. So that's very different than oftentimes we're led to believe that there is only one way to receive God, and that's not true, or that it needs to come through salvation, or that it needs to come through a particular sect or organization. And what our founder noticed was that this golden thread of truth that ran through all the major world religions was very ancient, and that it works, and that we can use that good as well. It says God is always God. No matter what our evolutionary, our emotional storm, or what our objective situation may be, there is always something hidden in the inner being that has never been violated. We may stumble, but always there is that eternal voice forever whispering in our ear, you are divine, that forever sings and sings. And what our founder was getting at here is that it does not matter our external conditions there is that internal divinity within us that has never been violated, always knows what to do, and that is powerful beyond measure. And that all we have to do is remember who we are and tap into that as well. The realization that he talks about in the textbook is the realization that good is universal and that as much good as any individual is able to incorporate in his life to use is what constitutes the science of mind and spirit. What if we approach life as it always being good and that the universe is bent on our behalf? So say that with me. The universe is bent on our behalf. It, it's bent on our behalf. It means it is for us. It is never against us. And the way you and I view it and the way we think about it dictates the way the universe is going to respond back to us. But it's bent on our behalf. So even when life looks like crap, and things are not working. I know you've never had this experience, but for those of us who have, when life is not working the way we think it's supposed to be working, even in there, God waits for good to be manifested through our thoughts and through us changing our behavior and who we really are. The life which we live is the universal life expressing through us. Else, how could we live? Our thought and emotions is the use we make consciously or unconsciously of this original creative thing that is the cause of everything. Our thoughts, our emotions, our feelings are the energy in which we are experiencing life. We know this because when you get up in the morning and if you are crabby and you didn't sleep well and you begin to talk that way with your partner or your spouse, the day doesn't start off so well. Have you not noticed this? Yeah, there's no God up there saying, I think I'll send him some pissed off today. Yeah, no, no, no. That's not what's going on. Our thought 
in our emotion manifests everything we do in life, the way we perceive life, the way we play with life, the way we show up in life. And so it's really important to understand that the universe sits there and waits for us to have this emotional and thought response, and then it creates the experience. And that's the powerfulness that we need to understand, that we are so in charge of life. We are. We're in charge of it. We're the ones creating it. We're the ones manifesting it. There is no God up there pulling strings or causing difficulty in our life. No matter what the struggle or whatever it may be, there is good available when we begin to shift our thinking and shift our thoughts in the process. He continues on. There is one life that backs everything in our lives. There is one energy that backs all that is energized. It simply waits for us to impress our thoughts upon it. Remember last week we talked about Plato, that there is an aspect of God that is nothing but Plato that just takes our thoughts and impresses that which is upon it. So we're going to go through this second chapter. It has several um, subheadings to it. So the first one is the seed of perfection is within us. So we're going to look to see where is it do we find God and how is it that we tap into this thing we call divine light. Secondly, we are the creators. There is no outside source doing it to us. We are actually doing it to life. We are the ones that are creating everything. Three, how much can you believe? That's a very important question because depending on how much you believe depends on how much gets manifested in life, both in prosperity, both in job, both in thought, all the different dynamics that are happening in your life and in my life. And last but not least, there is only good. There is no such thing as a separate entity called evil. There is no little devil out there with a long tail. With there is one energy that backs all of life. And how we play with that energy depends on what we get. And so we'll begin to look on how it is that we're sliding this energy back and forth. So when we are hurtful to people we get to experience hurt back. You heard that in Reverend Millie's readings today, that which is one of our core concepts. Whatever you do to life, life does back to you. It's a universal principle that is happening automatically. So if we know it's happening automatically, we can use it. We can use it to our good, that we can slide things to the good side of life and good side of scale. So the seed of perfection that is within us. You know, God was watching human beings and um, wasn't very pleased. I know that surprises you. <laughs> and so God decided to take away from it its divine thing because at one time, God had breathed into human beings the divine perfection. And so he decided to hide their divinity. And so he began to search. Maybe if he put it up and he thought, I know, I will put it deep in the earth. Certainly they won't find it there. Uh, but God thought about it and said, no, someday people will go and bury underneath the earth and they will find it. And so God thought, well, I'll put it in the depths of the sea. Certainly they won't find it there. But God thought about it and said, no, someday people will comb the bottom of the seas and they'll find the divinity. And so finally, God thought, I know. I'll place it in their hearts. Certainly they won't look for it there. And so it is. The source of divinity is found in each and every person's heart. 
the longest journey we make as human beings is from the head to the heart to listen to the still voice that is within. And that's the way it works. The seed of perfection is within us. It's not in some outside source. It's not in some really source that you and I have to dig hard to find. If we would be still and know, we could hear that divine perfection within us. This original life that is within us is infinite. It is good. It is filled with peace. It is of the essence of purity. It is the ultimate of intelligence. It is power. It is the law. It is life. It is us. Now, we use the word law a lot, and that confuses what people. It doesn't mean that the uh, police are going to come and get you unless you misbehave yourself. The law is that neutral part of God that knows only what we tell it to and takes the impression of our thoughts and makes it happen. And that's what we're talking about. The seed of perfection is found within us. And that when we want the answers to life, we have to be still and listen. We have to realize that we're carrying a power that transforms all of life. It is our ignorance of the truth that we have misused the highest power we possess. The misuse of this power has brought upon us the very conditions from which we suffer. Depending how we think and depending on our thoughts and depending on what we believe gets us the experience we have in life. And so when we're having an experience in life that we do not like, it's an opportunity for you and I to shift the thought, to shift the emotion, and shift the dynamic of the belief that is causing that to happen in our life. God is not punishing people. That is the biggest myth on the planet. We have done more damage to the name of God by assigning it punishment. What creator would create its own creation in beauty and in love and then damn it? That's a psycho God. That's a human God. The God essence of life has created everything very good and has placed it at the core of our hearts and says, use it. Use me. Play through me. Sing through me. Cause all that dynamic to happen. We are bound because we are first free. The power which appears to bind us is the only power in the universe which can free us. And so we suffer, not because suffering is imposed upon us, but because we are ignorant of our own true nature. So for every energy in the universe, there is a polar opposite. How many of you have ever heard of that? Well, that was a roaring yes. <laughs> do I have to do all the work up here? All right. So you learn this in science. It was a basic thing. For every energy in the universe, there is a polar opposite. So you can slide from one end of the energy pole to the other because science proves this over and over again. There is nothing in the universe but energy. So if you have a positive energy, then the polar opposite is a... So where should we be standing in life? In the dead middle. And why should we stand in the dead middle? Because we can call into us anything that we want. We can slide at the negative end and we can make all kinds of interesting dynamics and decisions in life. And the minute we do it, there's a thing called law of cause and effect. And the minute we do it, we get an effect. When you do a criminal act, you're going to get a criminal outcome. Duh. If you slide to the other end of the pole 
and you choose love or goodness, you're going to get love or goodness. The key and the still small voice within you wants us to recognize that we are the ones sliding back and forth on the scale of life. There is not some outside source doing it to us. We are making choices constantly with this power that you and I possess in the universe. Life isn't about finding yourself. Life is about creating yourself. Important, important concept for us to understand by George Bernard Shaw, so famous dude. The thing itself, God, then works for us by working through us and is always working through us. But it can become the power only when we recognize the power and when we use it. So the universe works through us. That's what it's doing. It's working through you and me right now. Whatever your thoughts are as you're listening to me, as dangerous as they may be, the universe is working it. And so our belief systems, that which we believe underneath, causes you and I to have this experience we have in life. And so when we believe, when we look at somebody and we judge somebody and we think they're awful, how do you think that person shows up in life? Do you think they show up in life awful because they're awful? No, because it's the container we've put them in. So they have no choice but to behave that way because the energetic field that you and I vibrate at, life matches. So if life is nothing but energy, then we are vibrating at a frequency and whatever we vibrate at, that's what happens. So I want you to look at the whole concept of abundance this way because if you are constantly thinking poverty thoughts and that's where you vibrate, what does the universe think that you want? It wants poverty. So when you vibrate there, the universe has no choice but to give you that which you are vibrating at. And so all of life is nothing but energy. We're constantly vibrating our thoughts, our belief systems, and the dynamics we call life. So the thing itself, God, then works by working through us. And the only way it can work through us is matching our energy and matching our thought pattern. God, through love, gives of its nature to all alike. And God, through law, produces without question that which is impressed upon it. The universe has no choice but to give us that which we are vibrating. That's a different concept of God than most of us grew up with. But it is the key. And if you look at it in your life and you begin to look at how your life is functioning, you can find the thought that created it before. When we are living our life in harmony with spiritual practices, it flows with ease. Our consciousness resonates with divine consciousness and we create a harmonious life. It's interesting. People oftentimes will ask me the question, I don't know what God's will is for me. And I'll say to them, God's will is exactly what you want God's will to be. You see, God's will can only be that which we are thinking, feeling, and creating in our lives. That's really what he is saying here. Our consciousness resonates with divine consciousness. So when we are living in harmony, we get harmony back. When we're living in disharmony, we get disharmony back. We just came through the season of dysfunctional family holidays. Yeah. How many of you had that experience? Yeah, it's interesting. You want to give them up for Lent, don't you? Just like for life. And, uh, and so what happens is if, if you go in with this whole sort of concept that's going to be disharmony, that it's not going to work, that your family's not going to work, that you're vibrating there. And so the universe begins to vibrate there with you as well. And sometimes other people are vibrating there and you get to feel their effect. 
But the, the key is, so if you go in and your family does its usual dysfunctional dynamics and it's vibrating here with trouble and lack of forgiveness and fear and name calling, I know it never happens in this room, but if it happens, um, so what happens is you, you, can, can, you can vibrate right there with them and have a grand old time or you can vibrate at a higher frequency. And when you hire at a, at a higher frequency, the choice is they either step up or they step out because there's no place to relate to, because you and I are the ones creating it. Who makes the impressions in life? We do. You and I and all of humanity, we are a link in the chain of manifestations. This proclaims our oneness with God. We are constantly making impressions upon the universe, and the universe is busy making it for us, manifesting for us as well. It is all one and the same thing, the pencil. Think about the pencil. Expressing in different connected ways, we are a link in the chain of manifestation. All things are possible. We are constantly applying the thought of our life and manifesting our own path. It is not happening to us. The way it works is that we are the actual creators. We're the ones creating. You want success in your career? No one's going to create success in your career. No boss is going to hand it to you. You have to create it. You know this. And it works the same way in your marriages and it makes the same way in your relationships. If you want it to work, you have to work it. You have to bring yourself to that dynamic and bring yourself to that love. We are not here to make believe. We are here to believe we can make it. And we mix the two up all the time, thinking that's not the case. Life does not always give you what you want. But if you look closely, you will see it gives you what you need for your growth, where you're vibrating. And if you don't like where you're vibrating, the very next thought can change it. The very next energy pattern can create that as well. How much can you believe? The third section of chapter two. How much can you actually believe? I love the gospel story where Jesus uh, has been crucified. He's died and his disciples are living in fear. They don't know what's really happened. And all of a sudden the fishermen of the bunch that Jesus hung out with are in the water and they're fishing. And all of a sudden, Peter looks on the water and he thinks he sees Jesus. And he says to his disciples, I think that's the master teacher. I think that's Jesus. And so Jesus sees him and says, come, come to me. Come, come and check out that it is me. And so the boat is tossing all around and the waves are really fierce. And Peter fixates himself on Jesus and he gets out of the boat and he starts to walk. And he walks and he's walking right on water as he moves toward Jesus. And then all of a sudden, guess what happens? He sinks. And do you know why he sunk? He stopped believing and he stopped looking. He stopped his focus. And the minute he did it, he was sunk. My friends... The degree to which we believe equals the degree to which we manifest. And our degree and how we measure that out is critically important in the process. How much can we believe? As much as we can believe will be done unto us. In fact, it is done unto you as you believe. Say that. <laughs> Haven't you noticed that some people are extremely successful and other people are not? And oftentimes, we grow up with this self-belief that we are not good enough. Talk about a sinker. 
Talk about living from a myth that begins to color and affect everything that we do when we don't believe that you and I are good enough. If we would change that, if we would work on that and begin to see that we are more than enough, you will be amazed how much your belief influences your manifestation in life. When there is something that is dominating our consciousness that is denying, violating, or inverting some spiritual principle, we are faced with all manner of unpleasant conditions. So the minute we begin to focus on the negativity, on that which is not working, we get a cause and effect. We get a cause and effect no matter what we do. Why not get the cause and effect that we want? And that's what our founder, Dr. Ernest Holmes, is passionate about. Read this with me. You can have anything you want if you are willing to give up the belief that you can't have it. Read it again. You can have anything you want if you are willing to give up the belief you can't. And how do you know what the belief is? Pay attention to the manifestation. Pay attention to what's showing up in life. Disorder, disease, lack, and limitations are inevitable results of living with beliefs that are opposed to spiritual truth of our being. It creates a life of disharmony. You know, the disharmony in disease doesn't just happen from thought. It happens from what we do to the environment. It happens from what we eat. All of those things are causes and effect that are infecting the planet are infecting what you and I are creating on this life and this planet that you and I are living. We are the ones causing it. It's you and I. All of life is cause and effect. The power which appears to bind us is the only power in the universe that can free us because it's all one power, folks. This is why Jesus summed up his whole philosophy with this simple statement. It is done unto you as you believe you will notice that the majority of the healings that happen in the Bible with Jesus, Jesus did not heal. It was the people who were approaching him who had the belief that he could heal them. It was the woman with the hemorrhage who had the thought, if I can just touch the tassel of his cloak, I know I'll be healed. And Jesus feels this power go out from him. And he says, who touched me? You can imagine all these hundreds of people touching him. And he says, who touched me? Because what happened is she believed if she could touch it, it would happen. Belief. Belief is the foundational block as well. Ignorance of the law of how life works excuses no one from its effects. If then certain specific ways of thought and belief have produced limitations, other beliefs will change them. We must learn to believe. We must learn to believe. How much can one demonstrate? Just what one can believe. How much can we see? How much can we accept? Whatever that is, that much we can have. So if you want to know where your belief system is, pay attention to what's showing up and how it's showing up as well. Believe you can have it and it's yours. That's the key. And that's what he's really working on in this second chapter. Good and only good. There's no such thing as good and evil. That sort of freaks some people out because we like to blame people. We like to blame that there's this outside evil source that is controlling and doing things. And I'm here to tell you that is not true. There is one energetic energy in the universe and we're using it. 
we're sliding it back and forth and doing it. The gardener goes forth in faith to sow seeds. He has learned that as he sows, so he shall reap. That the law works for all, not for some. If you plant a radish seed, what are you going to produce? If you plant a tomato seed, what are you going to get? What if you plant a cucumber? Yeah, your thoughts are the same way. Whatever it is that you're planting, you're going to produce. You're going to manifest. When we consciously set the pattern of our thinking in a new direction, the law has no alternative but to produce that direction and that choice. We must look at our underlying beliefs and see where a limiting belief is dominating our consciousness. And how we see that is by what shows up. So if we don't like what's showing up, we just simply put the car in reverse and we begin to think differently. The universe wants us to understand that good is the norm. For our visitors, my name is Reverend Norm. So, <laughs> good. The normal way we are supposed to be functioning in life is goodness. It's about goodness. There is a mental cause for every condition in life. And to change a condition in life, there must be a change in mental cause. As soon as that occurs, a new life begins. As soon as we shift it, as soon as we forgive it, as soon as we let it go, as soon as we do any of those pieces, it begins to happen. Unless we provide the space, the acceptance, the belief, and the consciousness to be and have all that we have claimed, the law cannot deliver our complete desire, but it can only deliver that which we are ready, that which we have the consciousness for. So I want you to think of God in a couple of ways this morning. So this is a boomerang. I practiced yesterday, but it was not pretty. Um, so, <laughs> so I told Scott today I wasn't going to throw it in church because I'm afraid. Um, but I was outdoors practicing. But, but I want you to think of God as a boomerang, and I want you to think of our thoughts as a boomerang. So whatever it is that you toss out into the universe, and the universe is a creative, energetic force, then the universe picks up that energy and simply sends it right back. So I want you to think about that, and what is it that we're boomeranging out in the process? The second image I want you to think of of God is God is nothing but a tape measure. So size does matter with the universe, just saying. And here's why size matters. If you can only put out three inches of belief, you're going to get three inches of belief back. But if you have the faith that is larger than that and is able to produce more and more and more, then all the universe does is match that which we put out. So the amount of our belief does matter. It matters in our energetic field and the way we think and the way we process in life. And so God simply boomerangs back to us the measurement of belief that we have put out in the first place. It's called law of cause and effect, and it is working constantly in life. And that's what we're trying to learn in the way it works, that there is no outside source controlling or manipulating this. Then knowing that the thing, which is God, can work for us only through us, let us begin to accept today more good than we can experience yesterday 
and to know that we shall reap a harvest of fulfilled desires. Let us use it. Let us use it in a powerful way. And so today, what I want you to remember is that the seed of perfection is not out there. Where is it? It's in here. That there is the God essence that has been breathed into your heart and to mine. And it is perfecting. And we can tap into it. And we can use it. But most of the time we're caught out here with all of life's conditions. And we think that's the reality. The reality is not so. There is a seed of perfection right within us. Secondly, we are the creators. Life is not happening to us. Life is happening through us. We are the ones creating it. And most of the time, we're creating it for our higher good, for the power that is beyond measure. Third, how much can we believe? This morning, I'm asking you, how much are you willing to measure out? Think of what's not going well in your life. Think about that which is struggling in your life. And think about our belief around what that is. And oftentimes that belief is we think we're not worth it. We think that only certain people get to have it. And the more we stay there and the more we measure that out, the universe has no choice but to give us exactly that. So I know about you. Why not go for the big? Why not go for the more and the more and the more? Or if you simply want to settle with a couple of inches of belief, then go for it. I'm inviting us this morning to use the law well. If this is how the universe works, then work it, girlfriend. Work it. Use it. Understand the spiritual laws and understand you are not absolutely caught in a prison with it. That you can use these laws and obtain the greater good. And last but not least, good and only good is what we're looking at. That's all we're looking at. The universe wishes for us to understand that life is good and that the more good we can fathom in our brain, the more good we shall produce. This week, pay attention to your tape measure. Pay attention to your boomerang. Pay attention to what's happening in life and how it's happening. And if you don't like it, boomerang something else. And if you're feeling limited in any way, take out the tape measure. Increase the belief. And look out, because you'll get the manifestation. Pray with me. There is a power for good in the universe, and we can use it. 
It is found in the tiniest whisper of the wind. It is found in the beauty of all of creation simply expressing itself. That divine life is the pulsation underneath the ocean, the ebb and the ease and the giving and the coming forth. It is found in the stillness of our heart, for that is where one permeating, living, moving, having its being through us. And what I know is that I am one with that divine presence. I know that I am breathing it. I know it is breathing me. I know that every single person in this space and on this planet is the divine expression of the one. And so what I claim and know for us this day is that it is done unto us as we believe. And so this day we remove from our energetic field anything of lack, fear, or limitation. We move in the belief, the divine knowing that perfection is ours, that what we are seeking is seeking us. And so what I claim and know for us this day is that we increase our belief we increase our energetic field, that we vibrate at the frequency in which we desire. I know that is available to us. I claim it for us this day. So whatever is absolutely getting in the way we release today, and we stand in the divine knowing and the divine assurance that we can measure out greatness, that we can remove fear, and that good is our name, good is that which we are seeking. I'm in such gratitude for these spiritual principles and how they work. I say thank you, Spirit. I say thank you, Spirit, as we work these laws, knowing that the divine that is within us cannot wait to manifest our good. I claim and know it for us, our world. I claim and know it for all the areas that are troubled in the world. We vibrate peace. We vibrate goodness. We vibrate love. And so I thank you, Spirit, from the bottom of my heart, knowing how these principles work and that we can work them. So I simply release this unto the universal law, that Plato of God, knowing the minute I impress my thoughts, my beliefs, my prayers upon the Plato of the universe, God gets busy activating, demonstrating, and manifesting. I simply release this knowing it is the truth. And with one voice, we sing and affirm together. I am the place where God lives, moves and breathes and has its being. I am the place where God shows up. I am the place where God lives, moves and breathes and has its being.
time where we get to circulate our prosperity. I want to thank you for your generosity last week that helped us really uh, pay the bill for the first. So thank you for doing that. I really, really appreciate it. And I invite you to continue that law of circulation in your life because however we measure it out, it comes back to us. And I invite those who are online audience who are watching us, I invite you to join in this law of circulation and supporting our ministry as well. So I invite you to take your tithe, your gift in your hand, place it over your heart. And let us pray our affirmation together. I joyfully celebrate the flow of God through me. I am grateful for receiving and giving to my spiritual community. I give thanks, always knowing God is my source. And so it is.